100 weeks of episodes. This one is episode 144. Uh, instead of doing something big for this one, it's just going to be me and Dustin carrying y'all uh, this week as I had a work conference. Dustin's been busy, and so we just didn't really have time to line up a guest or anything like that. But uh, proud to make it 100 weeks of doing this and happy for uh, all the tailgate crashers who have joined us along the way. Uh, we are proudly powered by our friends at Guns Up Nation. Make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify and giving us that five-star rate. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with a review. Another good week and another good review uh, that we got on there. So shout out to you guys for uh, listening to us and, and giving up the, us those reviews. We always appreciate them. Also, follow our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. So we do most of our posting, but we are also on Instagram and Facebook as well. We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, go follow us there as we post, you know, our interviews on there, little clips from each week's episode. You can catch uh, all that on the YouTube channel. So if you don't have time for the full show, uh, you can catch a little 10 minute video here or there. Uh, get part of the show that we talked about. If you also have any questions, comments or anything to add to the tailgate, uh, or a tailgate spot that you want us to come crash this season, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Uh, so right quick before we get into this week's episode, tailgate crashers, where we are going out this season and uh, crashing some Texas Tech tailgates and shining a light on some of our every fan tailgates that don't typically get uh, the spotlight. Uh, we are ready and gearing up for week one against Murray State. Uh, we have a tailgate spot uh, pretty much secured. Uh, we do not know exactly where this location is, uh, but we will be posting it uh, on our social media accounts on Saturday once we know in case you want to come join us and be a part of the tailgate crashing. Um, what our plan is is just to kind of get to know the people at the tailgate, ask them a few questions, uh, and then maybe challenge them to cornhole or something like that. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, probably around three to five. That's in those little prime time tailgate, that prime time tailgate time. Uh, that's kind of before games once everybody's kind of getting settled and at their spot. So that's when we'll be looking to do it in case you're planning on joining us for that tailgate crasher event. We hope to get some good content from that, meet some Texas Tech fans, have some drinks, and enjoy the first tailgate of the season. So with all of that said, let's get into this week's episode. We're going to start this thing off right. Well, Dustin, if uh, you are on Twitter like we are, and a lot of Texas Tech fans are, we are national champions, man. How does it? Yeah, how we does are. It hang the banner, or more like hang the billboard. Hang, hang the billboard. How does it feel to be a national championship? Oh, it's great. First one of the year. First one of the Joey McGuire era. It's great to see. You know, Mark Adams only been here one year. Got him one. Joey McGuire had him coach the game. Got him one. This is well deserved for Tim Tadlock. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, the Texas Tech Twitter force is something to be reckoned with. We, you know, go through the 64-team tournament on the Fox Sports yeah. College Football Fan Base Twitter. 
uh, tournaments, and we knocked off the Oklahoma Sooners in that competition. So we know that there's other teams voting. It's not just Texas Tech. Final Four voting. is all Big 12. But the Final Four, oh, most of the most Elite, of the Elite Eight was all there. Big 12. Uh, so it was a very well Big 12 represented thing, and Texas Tech comes away with the national championship. So, I mean, excited about that. Obviously, we know our fan base is. A- I don't know if you saw my idea, but uh, once they announce that you're going to get a billboard for this in your hometown, I tweeted back and I was like, can we choose the location of the billboard? That would be yeah. more ideal because that billboard looked pretty sweet, maybe down in Austin, maybe in Fort Worth. You know, at somebody else's location, big big city out there. Yeah, we should get one billboard per Big Twelve city that we. Can oh just put up yeah, in, in every single one of these cities, just to let them know uh, who's the best in the country. But we do appreciate you know the teams that had fallen that fan bases tried to hop on, uh, vote for us. You know, but nice to get that recognition right before the Joey McGuire era gets started. Uh, the momentum has been building since we hired him. I think it's at a pretty much an all-time high on how high the fan base is on him and how united we are for this. So that leads us into Texas Tech football season. Dustin, Texas Tech football is here. So just thoughts on uh, just being a mere few days away from getting to see Joey McGuire, McGuire era finally kick off. Finally, dude. Uh, I went back and watched some of the press conference from, I think, yesterday or day before. You know, his first game week press conference and Kitley's also is a lot of good stuff. Very exciting. I mean, you can feel like the energy around Lubbock and campus and like everybody's so pumped up. Like Monday morning, the Twitter feed is all about game week, game, game time. Like it's finally time. And I think the most kind of surprising thing, like Joey McGuire hasn't coached a game yet, obviously, but he's been here since November which yeah. blows my mind because it still seems so new because he hasn't coached yet, but he's been here, you know, over half a year already. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird because, you know, we did hire him pretty early, like while the season was still going. Yeah. And so I don't think you typically have a coach coming in your program. That's been here this long before he actually coaches a game. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's finally here. It's been really exciting. Long wait for it um but yeah we're excited and so uh, earlier this week the depth chart for the first game was announced so we'll kind of take a look at that here offensively dustin is there anything that stands out to you on this depth chart anything that you find interesting anything you find shocking what are what were you looking at once you saw that my just overall reaction and favorite thing in this depth chart you know after talking to keenan a couple weeks ago, or last week, whenever that was, I can't keep them all straight at this point. Talking to Keenan about the defense and then talking to RC about the offense. We knew we had a lot of depth and a lot of guys and brought in a lot of people. And my favorite thing about this depth chart is there's a lot of ors on this page. And mm-hmm. in years past and sometimes like with other teams, that kind of gets poo-pooed and shunned on. Like, oh, you really don't have a guy or no one's really broken out there. But after our offensive and defense analysis with those other guys, like I see this as good things for us and Texas Tech. So I think that means our depth is up there. That means one guy didn't just crap out in camp right. and kept up with pace and everybody improved at the same time, kind of. Like you still have 
Coach Keeley and McGuire saying all three quarterbacks are going to play. Yes, Tyler Shuck is the starter. He even told Shuck this, like, hey, you're the you're the main guy, but these other two guys have packages to help us win. All right? So even the quarterback, a lot of times you'll be like, oh, you got two or three quarterbacks at or by everybody's name. Not such a bad thing. I know Coach McGuire said on the offensive line, we're going to play at least eight guys. Mm-hmm. Just – because there's still position battles going on. And that's what a lot of it is. It's just depth and position battles. No one's crappy at, at this point, like we've kind of talked about. And so that's kind of good. He definitely mentioned the right tackle spot with Monroe and Ty. Um, we know that running back, that's definitely going to be an or all year. The three-headed tight end or yeah. spot. <laughs> the three-headed monster there. Um, I think on offense, the biggest kind of surprise, and to hear Coach McGuire talk about it, was at the Z receiver. He doesn't have an or by his name, but we're going to see a lot of Coy Eakin, uh-huh. true freshman out of Stephenville, who actually led the entire nation in receiving yards last year. He was a freaking animal athlete for Stephenville the last few years. And so he's been showing out at camp, and Coach McGuire kind of admitted today, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to redshirt, like hold him back and redshirt him after four games. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he's going to keep himself on the field enough. That's so kind of exciting to see. He's over there in the returning column too, so we might see him back there. But I love it, man. I mean, nothing crazy shocking on the offensive end. I just love all those oars and kind of the rotating door at some positions. Yeah, I think what they've still got eight linemen that they're giving a chance yeah. to earn that starting spot. So that's going to be something interesting to watch over the, you know, definitely uh, here at this first game to see who kind of wins out those position battles. But yeah, I right. think the most interesting thing to me was definitely the tight ends that it's just like, yeah, they're all starters. Um, they're all going to yep. play a lot. But it was interesting to see Henry Teeter's name at the top of that list. And I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know if that matters. Maybe it yeah. does. Maybe it doesn't. We probably don't have an answer to that you can read into it as much as you want right like same same like sir Roderick is over taj but at the same time it's like those two guys are gigantic weapons that are going to be used a lot over the season so um, yeah and we really we talked about matter. the offense with rc like that tight end group is my favorite group because of yeah. the versatility and mismatches they cause and that's why all three of them are going to play just as much as the other ones are like there's no one yeah. that's going to be Travis Kelsey out there, Jason Morrow on the field every play. But you're going to have these guys rotating and being on the field at multiple times together. And I think the last little thing, and as I point out here, is the X position, Jaran Bradley getting the nod as the starter there. I, I think that's sure. definitely interesting because you got J.J. Sparkman or Trey Cleveland who are there who are guys who have been here a little bit longer. Yeah, the guys yeah. that a lot of people have expectations for. I remember talking to Talking Tech, and they were all over JJ Sparkman, and then uh, RC I think was over oh, Trey Cleveland, and so uh, here comes Jaran Bradley getting the starting position here, and uh, so a young guy, a freshman, redshirted last year, so we'll kind of get to see what he gets to do there, and then of course we knew Miles Price was gonna have that Y position. Yeah, and that just that. says like that X position. All three of those guys are still battling. For- mm-hmm more playing time than the other dude. They're not kind of like the tight ends. They are, they're battling there. And those, those three guys and same with that H position with Xavier and Brady Boyd. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of different looks with a lot of these guys here early on in this season. Um, And 
all these guys are going to have their opportunity to kind of take over those roles and become the guy at that position. But honestly, you just have the depth, like you mentioned, that you can probably count on several of these guys to show up for you every single week. So that's really nice to hear. Uh, now I'll switch it over to the defensive side of the ball. Anything jump off the spreadsheet for you uh, here on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, anything that you're really excited about? Uh, you know, have at. Um, same thing kind of mentioned. Keenan gave us a lot of insight to this. Yeah. That, you know, our, our defensive tackle positions, we got, we got about five really good dudes there, four really good dudes there to rotate in. And same at edge, but Kosi Eldridge starting at linebacker. Yeah, he he let us know like, dude, that that guy's a dude. He's gonna be he's gonna be balling, and you know, there's still a couple wars here and there, which are fine. But Sean and Mike, that wasn't a surprise. Um, and then our five kind of five headed defensive back group with Muddy Waters as the star kind of hybrid wherever we want to put them type guy. Right. Um, is nice. And then, oh, thing that kind of stuck out to me was the backup linebacker stuff is that Dimitri Moore is just, he's everywhere. just on call, ready to go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. anytime a linebacker needs a break, Dimitri, you're in. He's listed backup for like everything. So good for him because he's that highly talented transfer from Vandy. So just because he's second doesn't mean he won't be on the field a lot. Yeah, I think that's the same with almost all these positions is you're going to get a healthy dose of every one of these guys this season as long as they're able to maintain, you know, that health. Uh, that's going to be key. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's it's deep all over. You expect big contributions from a lot of these guys. Now there's obviously a couple positions like at safety. I really expect to see Reggie Pearson and Rabbit out there a lot. Sure. Um, and so I'm not sure how much like Tyler Owens and Joseph Plunk are going to get. Uh, behind those guys but you know up front you're going to be rotating quite a bit so you know those were you know all guys that Keenan had us prepared for uh, especially the Miles Cole you can kind of see him going to be nose nose tackle D tackle um, but yeah it's it's interesting and then Jacob Rodriguez there right behind Creshawn Merriweather he was hyping up J Jacob Rodriguez a lot oh yeah yeah guy. you're so, right uh, I think he's former the quarterback there. Former quarterback, now second string, Mike linebacker. Um, the, the typical, typical position change, right? Duh. Um, <laughs> and, and one thing I will point out here is it was announced tonight. Uh, if you're not aware, Texas Tech this season, starting with the Joey McGuire era, uh, is kind of doing something similar to the 12th man thing that like Texas A&M does. Uh, where they have a jersey that's special that one player gets to wear. It's going to be the number three. Uh, which goes with uh, our take three mentality it represents the brand, but it also represents Luke Siegel. Uh, and so it is a meaningful Jersey that they've had a lot of competition for. And they named uh, Kobe minor as the guy will be wearing no the number three to represent the brand this season. So Dustin, uh, your kind of thoughts on, on this thing, that's a, something that's really special and obviously means that you put a lot of work in, you represent the school and everything in the right way. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, reps in the right way, practice hard, be good dude on and off the field. And even for, like, a second string, whatever you're going to call them, corner, like, they didn't, they didn't look at, like, hey, we have to give it to a stud or a starter. Like, no, it was right. – everybody's eligible. I also thought it was cool they did it and made it a 
point to do it three days before the game. Right. Um, yeah. Just to get a number, another number three in there uh, and recognize Team Luke. If you followed any any kind of tech sports, Team Luke and and Coach uh, Coach Siegel there, they're they're everywhere and they're sporting Team Luke. Pat Mahomes still wears a Team Luke wristband. Yeah. Every time he plays. And so really cool that they're just doing another kind of promotional thing for that organization. Yeah. So we're real excited for Kobe. Like that's a, that's a really cool honor to have as you come into the season. So also expect he might be listed uh, as the backup cornerback there, but uh, yeah, from what I've heard, you will be seeing a lot of Kobe minor Keenan had a lot of great things to say about Kobe last week as well. So really didn't come that as that big of a surprise. I think there were several players in contention for that, but uh, Kobe Rose to the occasion gets the number three jersey to kick off sure. the season. So excited for him on that. Now uh, let's go get into the whole season as a total. Me and Dustin have broken down just about everything you can leading up to the season. We went through the schedule, uh, got to know our opponents for this season. Uh, we did best case, worst case scenarios on the front half of the season, back half of the season. We've uh, gone over the offense. We've gone over the defense. So. Thus, in your Texas Tech season predictions, your record prediction, uh, and how you see this season playing out for Texas Tech in the first season of the Joey McGuire era. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little rough at first. Um, I still got us going like three and three in that first half. It's a really tough first half, like we broke down um, a few weeks ago. Um, but I got us kind of coming in stronger as the season grows. Schedule gets a little better for us also. And so I got us finishing at a total of seven and five. Um, It is a really tough schedule, so I didn't want to go too far with it. And I was doing some analysis for this. Just looking quickly at like ESPN's little matchup predictor. We're only favored by them in four games. And one of those is the Houston game, 55-44. So that's basically still a 50-50 game. And the other three are pretty solid. Right. And so it's it's not going to be easy. And some of these are going to have to be upsets like that. Iowa State, the West Virginia game, we're favored, but we better put them away coming off a bye, and they're on a down year. Like, we're underdogs at, at TCU. Like, even though we don't think very highly of their program and depth and quarterback and all that, but we got to prove it this year. It's a lot of prove it. I know you've said it a million times. Like, I just want to see us play better, play harder, and compete better. Yeah. Um, and I think this coaching staff has definitely made that a point through practice and the guys they've brought in, getting better on the, on the offensive and defensive line to be able to last through games. And I think the coaching staff they brought in, like X's and O's wise, are a lot better, um, especially the head man, to make adjustments uh in game and just game planning so maybe we don't have three fronts all game and get ran on for 300 yards so i think overall with the players the mentality the coaching philosophy and the coaching styles will help us out later in the year make those adjustments uh, and finish off strong and so i got us at seven and five man yeah i have us at seven and five as well i think it's a really I mean, you look at the schedule, like you said, it starts off really, really tough. I mean, we we broke through that six 
broke down those six games and you know there's a chance that you could be one in five uh after the start yeah. <laughs> of this season like there's that possibility now do i think that's going to happen no yeah. um uh, i think we're gonna beat houston they don't scare me we've talked about it before like they actually got to step their game up and beat us once before i ever <laughs> get scared of them um texas at home does you know quinn ewers his first road game like that gives me confidence that 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 crowd's going to be crazy, especially if you're, you know, two and one and have a good showing against NC state there. Yeah. So there is a possibility to be, you know, sitting pretty after the first four games at three and one, who knows, but uh, I like our home schedule, you know, having Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Baylor, all at home and conference play is nice. Um, that, you know, those are tough games to play. And I think they give you a chance to maybe pull off a few more upsets this season than we have been able to pull off in the last few. But yeah, basically, I just, I want us to, to see improvements throughout the season. You know, I want to be able to see us play a game where we don't just get our ass handed to us in the first quarter and we lay down and quit. Yeah. Um, I want to see this team compete. They preach the brand a lot. Uh, if you watched any of those little videos that they posted this season, like those get you hyped. Uh, and I believe in that process and I just want to see it on the field. And I just want to see it like a week to week thing that we're going to compete each week, each down, each, you know, snap yeah, and, of the ball. Hey, let me go in on that a little bit. And I hate to compare us to Baylor, but you know, that's where coach McGuire is coming from for the last, what, five years. And yeah. you haven't seen them. I don't know if they've been blown out hardly, but they don't kind of lay, they haven't laid down over those right. last, I know they went like two and nine a couple years ago, but. I doubt they made it easy on anybody and then came back last year and won the big 12 championship. And so through two coaching changes and some staff turnover, I know coach was yeah. McGuire was still there, but that kind of philosophy they've held pretty true to from what I've just thinking yeah. about their last few years of games, you know? Yeah, I agree. And that's just what you want to see. You want to see a competitive football team. You want to see a team that's not at home getting its ass handed to you to you by TCU. You, you want to hang in with Texas more than uh, the first down of the game. Like these are right. things that I want to see changed and down to the fundamental coaching decisions. You know, we'll long remember the many blunders of Matt Wells who cost yeah. us game to kick field goals on second down or pooched kick when you didn't need to, or uh, doing a bunch of really questionable decisions. And so just removing that and hopefully having a coach who can put the players in the right situation, make the right play at the right time of game, not not shoot yourself in the foot <laughs> over and over and over again. And at the end of games, hopefully you have a chance to win them because of that. You know, if anybody watched the Nebraska game, like a lot of people Ooh. did, Scott Frost in Nebraska continues year and year to lose these close games and they just for some reason he can't get his players in the right oh. position to finish these games off and you don't want to be that you want to be the team that figures out how to win these close possession games uh hope jo joey mcguire zach kitley tim deruder can put these guys in the right situations to make those changes so um hey, I'm on that a little bit that you mentioned the coaches yeah. there um coach mcguire and his pressers said <clears throat> I'm going to be – I'm going to let my two guys do their job. Like, Kelly's got the offense. He's calling all that. Reuter's got the defense. He's calling all that. I'm going to help with game management 
and subs and situational stuff. And yeah. I really like hearing that, especially from yes. a guy that hadn't even coached yet. And I trust a lot already with that mentality um, to one, trust his guys and to be able to manage the games better. Um, when, yes. you know, we've had Wells who just, I don't know what he was doing. And then, you know, Cliff and Leach, they were in the offensive huddle on the sidelines while, <laughs> our defense coordinator is trying to hang on to his pants while we're getting 50 hung on us, you know? So I like that that mentality is let them do their jobs. And I hope those guys can, you know, make adjustments also throughout games yes. and throughout the year. If we're getting blown out, Hey, I think Kitley's got the mentality. We can still come back if we're down by 20. Like all right. Right. our defense gets turnover here. Let's go score. We can get a kick. We can go score. Like, I think we can, hang on or come back in some games if we let those guys do their job and make adjustments. Yeah. And that was one of the key things that we talked about a lot with RC and Keenan was their ability to adapt. Uh, Zach Kittley's ability to adapt each game. Maybe the run is what's working and well, let's ride this or maybe the past game's working. We got to ride this or we got to make an adjustment here like Tim DeRuiter too like being able to make changes depending on the game, like that's going to be huge for us and something we haven't seen in a while. Right. So I'm feeling pretty confident as well about a seven and five season. Like you look yeah. at this schedule, if you can make it through that first half of the schedule, like you said, about three and three, like down, down the stretch here, there, there's a lot more winnable games and you know, who knows, maybe West Virginia ends up being a really solid team. Who knows about TCU, maybe Baylor struggles. You're not, not real sure what the back half of that season is going to look like. I remember last year, like, not really being worried about Baylor or Oklahoma State. And then at the end of the year, they're the last two teams on your they're schedule. They're the best two teams, yeah. The best teams on. in conference. Yep. So uh, you never know how it's going to shake out. But, uh, Dustin, do you have any games that you're going to call as upsets here uh, that Texas Tech yeah. needs to be upsets on? Um, it's my biggest upset, looking at my chart real quick, is I at Iowa State – we haven't done so well there, especially since they got Matt Campbell. Also, something that was made aware to me that I didn't factor into this. Um, it is a mid to late November game in Ames, Iowa. So that's not cool. not very favorable. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll, I'll stick with my prediction, though, and, and roll with it. Um, anything else I have? I do have us kind of upset in Kansas State, and I'm high on them this year. Um, okay. I think they have a chance to be top three in this yeah. conference this year, especially with Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez kind of changing that offense for him. And maybe maybe he wasn't any good at Nebraska because of Scott Frost in Nebraska. You know, yeah. maybe he goes back to his hype hype type Adrian Martinez and, and lights it up pretty well. But I've got us upsetting at Kansas State also. Okay. So a couple of road wins for you on your upsets. Mine yeah. are uh, opposite. Mine are homes. My mine are home wins because I'm. Uh, we're going to protect the Jones. I've got, of course, UT. Uh, maybe our final shot at the Longhorns <laughs> in Lubbock. I hope we make the most of it. Uh, Quinn Ewers, this first start on the road. Uh, if you're feeling pretty good about yourself after these first three games, I see it as a big possibility. No matter what, the crowd is going to be crazy for this game. Um, it's going to be. Even if you're one and two at this point, it's still going to be pretty crazy. Uh, hopefully, 
you can knock off Texas. So, of course, I never want to pick Texas to beat us. But I think we can get the job done with on them this season. Uh, and then I'm also going to pick a, a Baylor. Um, I think we're going to beat Baylor. I think Baylor is going to struggle this year. I do uh, they lost a lot from last year. And I still think they're going to be a good team. But we've talked about it before with them. They just have a really tough schedule this year where they have most of their tough games on the road. Uh, and so yeah. I think they're going to kind of fall back more to the middle of the pack. They haven't won in Lubbock in a long time. Now we know that we played them in Dallas. But still, uh, 32 years is, is a long time uh, to not beat somebody at their home. I don't think they get that job done this season. So I think those are my two um, upsets. And and hopefully we're able to protect home field. Like if you're able to do that, then uh, I th- you're maybe just losing to Oklahoma at home. And I like that. I'll I'll take that and Joey McGuire's first year. It's something we haven't been able to do is win these games at home, and it's been super frustrating as people who love going to these games to not beat anybody you care about at the Jones. So, so those are my upset picks. Uh, Dustin, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Big Twelve and as a whole here uh, before we kind of wrap up our season yeah. prediction. So. Uh, your thoughts on the Big 12 this year. Who do you got uh, playing for the Big 12 championship at the end of the season? Who got winning the Big 12 championship? Dude, I think that's, this is one of the hardest years to pick this, um, partly because Oklahoma is not sitting on the iron throne like they have been and just hoarding all the transfer quarterbacks and receivers and running backs, like, and no one else has that kind of talent, you know? Um, they've kind of fallen down a little bit, even though they still have quite a bit of talent. They got a whole right. ass coaching change going on over there. Talent change, quarterback change, all that stuff. So when I was looking at this, I'm like, I wrote down five teams that I think could get there. Yeah. We're not one of them. Sorry to blow y'all's bubble well, there. None of them. It shows I don't think we're quite there yet. Give us another year or two. No, you're fine. I literally I wrote down Oklahoma State, Baylor, Oklahoma, Kansas State, and Texas. I was like, I don't know how to pick out of these five either. <laughs> Oklahoma State, like I just mentioned all Oklahoma stuff. Oklahoma State, they had a huge turnover on defense with coaching staff and a lot of players when they were that number yeah. one type defense. And then they got the good old Spencer Sanders mediocre quarterback leading the way. Uh, Baylor, like you just mentioned, they had quite a bit of turnover also, but really tough schedule. I think they kind of caught lightning in a bottle last year with yeah. a lot of close wins, and maybe the schedule was favorable then. Like I mentioned, Kansas State, I'm big on this year. I think they're the dark horse. But I have Oklahoma still winning the championship just by talent, and their coach is still really, really good. I mean, he people have been wanting him for five-plus years, right? We wanted Jeff him. Levy coming over as OC. Yeah. People have been wanting him for multiple years. I think that's a good move. Um, so I got them beating Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. But don't be surprised if Kansas State's in there. Yeah, I debated that. I have Oklahoma State beating Oklahoma yeah. in the Big 12 championship game. I, it was really hard for me. Like, I, was I can't like, argue that with you. <laughs> yeah. I was debating between Oklahoma State and Kansas State there, uh, putting that game in because I want to have you know big the future Big Twelve teams sure. in this. Um, but yes, if you're <laughs> replacing a new coach, having somebody who's familiar with Oklahoma coming in, like Brent Venables, a guy who's been yeah. one of the best coordinators in all of college football, 
uh, like you said, an offensive coordinator in Jeff Levy that's been putting up numbers wherever he goes. So, um, and Oklahoma just gets all the athletes too. Still, they're still yeah. Like we the think they players. lost so much, like they really didn't. It just looked yeah, like they, a lot at the time. Like them. they still brought in a lot. <laughs> yeah, they still they're just replace them with really other good players. And so, <laughs> yeah, I think I think Oklahoma uh, is in there, and Oklahoma State. Like they're just in that point where they're replacing players too. Like they might lose a lot. I agree but with it, you it, there, man. It's not really rebuild. It's just kind of a reload. Yeah. They've got guys on that defense who are going to make plays for them this year. And and while we joke about Spencer Sanders as not being the type of quarterback that I think can like win you get you to the college football playoff, he's the kind of quarterback you need to win tough road games in Big Twelve conference. And I think that they'll get to the championship this time uh and seal the deal and not lose on the inch line uh of that game so i got oklahoma state over ou this season in the big 12 dustin uh so we have texas tech at seven five so where does where do you see tech falling in the big 12 conference this season i would see us that's seven five that puts us around that five to six mark i would think yeah um with those other kind of five uh, teams that I mentioned that are possible Big 12 right, I mean, title game p- teams. And I put Texas in there like just because they still have all the talent. And I yeah. do believe in Sarkeesian, even though some people don't. But they have a good quarterback that we'll see if he pans out. They, have a, they like their backup, apparently, that played some last year. So don't don't just crap on them just because they're Texas. Like They still have the dudes. It might happen and click at some point. So I guess I guess around fifth or sixth. Yeah, I would say if we're seven and five, that's uh, you know we've got us probably going two and one out of the start here with wins over Murray State, Houston. Um, so now you're talking what nine games? That's that, that's a five and four Big Twelve record. So that's probably got you about the middle of the pack. Hey, we haven't had a winning Big Twelve record in like nine years or more. I don't even know. Tuberville, or maybe since Leach, I think maybe that 08 year was the last time we had a winning conference record. Yeah, I saw um, it, but I didn't really like write it down or keep track of it. It was either like nine years or since 09. Yeah, so uh, big time hoping, like, I mean, that would be just an ideal way to start off the, the Joey McGuire era, uh, having a winning Big 12 season, uh, being a middle of the pack Big 12 team that's not anything that's bad. Uh, especially with like we just talked about not having really much big 12 conference success for a while. So that leads us into the first game of the Joey McGuire era is against Murray state. We have done the deep dive on Murray state as an opponent, uh, but this is the first game of the season. Uh, So Dustin just kind of talk about your, you know, your thoughts on this first game. What are, what are you most excited about as we, Get to go to the Jones on Saturday about 7 p.m. and our season ticket spots and watch this team run out the tunnel and get things going. Hell yeah. About time. And I'm pumped that it's a night game. I don't care if it's Murray State. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've been able to just be like, it's about time. It's football season. And Hell yeah. Like, I know like last year's we've kind of been going into it like, meh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Not like this year. We're pumped. There you go. Even for a seven and five. Yeah. And yeah, night game. 
it's gonna be great. Like that first time, Joey McGuire leads our team out there behind the Mass Rider for a night game. It's gonna be amazing. Um, Murray State's in for a hell of a beating because I expect Zach Kitley to just unload everything he can. <laughs> like I bet we see a million different types of plays and like they have no clue what's coming next. And like you're gonna see a screen this way, and then we're gonna fake that screen and throw a bomb yeah. down the middle of Mason Tharp. Like we're gonna mix it up so much, I feel like, and I really hope to see us kick their ass in the middle. Um, in the trenches, which they're not great on their week on there. And we've kind of talked the last couple weeks. We've boosted and beefed up there. So hopefully we can run all over them um, and also handle their kind of running game and their quarterback. That's about yeah. all they got. So I'm just pumped to see how many guys get out there and play well, how much different stuff our coaches throw out there for us. And so, It'll be a lot of fun. You're going to see a lot of dudes like we talked about in the depth chart. A lot of dudes playing. So no one should get tired during this game either. Yeah, I can't express enough how excited I am for the kickoff of the Joey McGuire era. I can't wait to be back in Jones AT&T Stadium. Can't, be, can't wait to grab that first ultra in the stadium, have my beer, get to see this team run down the tunnel for the first time, get the uh, video that's you know supposedly pretty hyped. Somebody leaked it. I think they weren't supposed to do that because that tweet got deleted. Um, oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think somebody uh, made a mistake there. Uh, but if you were on, Twitter, it was a great video it, though. <laughs> it was a great video. It, it was pretty pretty lit. Uh, that's definitely going to get the fans real. Well, I got to see it early. <laughs> yeah, same. Because I went back to watch it again and it was gone. Uh, oh, didn't so, know that. Yeah, not real sure what happened with that, but yeah, he <laughs> got a sneak peek of it. But yeah, I just you know love game atmospheres, and it's just I've just been missing having a good football team to want to go see, you know, and show up to the Jones and, and have all the fans crazy excited. Yeah. Like you're yeah. gonna feel that energy big time. Cause that makes it all different. Like, I mean, the first Wells home game last year, even after beating Houston, was you know didn't feel like much. Um, no. And so I'm just ready to have that energy injected back into the program. I'm ready to be at a football game. I'm ready for Texas Tech sports to be back in our lives. Um, ready to tailgate. Ready to do all this stuff. So I'm I'm really excited about it all and like you said expectations on this it should be a walk in the park it should be a lot of guys getting a lot of reps uh hopefully some of the guys that you have those oars on that are in these competitions with each other kind of are able to figure out you know some guy can separate themselves and that way you kind of know who you're rocking with uh, moving forward in the season but you know i'm i'm excited to see Zach Kelly's offense offense and what they're going to do i'm excited to see Tyler Shuck and how he looks with this offense, and I'm just excited to see some of these guys that we've gotten familiar with, like Taj Brooks, or Roderick Thompson, Miles Price, back on the field. See what they can do. See what this Tim DeRuiter defense looks like. Uh, what with this experience they've got back there, so I'm excited for it all. I mean, you can't really talk much about Murray State because, like we said, it's it's a a team that you expect to destroy, and hopefully, and they're not you know, like some of the FCS teams we've played in the past, like. Yeah, they're not Sam Houston State coming off back to back national championship FTS appearances. Like, they're not even Houston Baptist who had 
Kitley and Bailey Zappi mm-hmm. lighting up the FCS offensive world a few years ago. Yeah, so this should be a cakewalk. This should be dress rehearsal. Uh, this should be getting you prepped for uh, a tough schedule after that. So excited. Texas Tech football is here. Uh, can't wait for Saturday Let's night. Go. So, uh, let us know, you know, where you're tailgating. Even if you don't want us to come crash your tailgate, we get it. But let us know where you're tailgating. Let us know what you're drinking. Let us know where you're enjoying the game. Uh, we want to be a part of it. That's one of the things I think that makes our show unique. There's a lot of podcasts out there, uh, but we're there. We're here in Lubbock. We're at the tailgates. We're going to be at the game. Uh, we're going to be there celebrating and enjoying it with you guys. So, you know, let us know all of that stuff. Send us pics, send us what you're drinking, all that good stuff. Um, send us that last beer on your 30 pack countdown challenge. If you joined us on that, uh, cause we are right at the doorsteps of the football season. And along with that, Dustin, it's been a minute, but shot bets are coming back. Back to our right. lives. Texas Tech football season being back in our lives. Uh, if you're not familiar with us, if you started listening to us uh, once we joined Guns Up Nation or, or whenever you started listening to the Tailgate Talks podcast, we do a, a shot bet segment every week where we pick uh, Texas Tech games, and we'll could probably still continue to do maybe an NFL game, uh, throw that in there, or maybe if there's another college football game that's of note that we want to do, throw that in there. But we do shot bets based on the spread of the game. So, you know, a bet, you put something on it, we're just putting a shot on it, nothing that's going to risk you a, a whole lot of financials. Uh, but we put a shot on a shot bet on. If you lose a shot bet, you owe us a shot. Just send us a picture, send us a video, tweet at us. I just paid my shot bet off. Whatever whatever you're comfortable with doing. We know some people don't like posting pictures of themselves with alcohol or stuff like that. We get that. Or maybe you don't drink alcohol but want to get involved. You can just do a shot of water or, you know, Coke or whatever <laughs> yeah. you drink. Get just it's something to do with the fans, something to do with the listeners and, and kind of, uh, you know, associate with you guys. So, uh, we do shots, however, and so the first shot bet of the season, it's hard to find a spread out there for this game as it being a Division II re- opponent. I don't think most sports books uh, will let you bet on that one. Uh, it's hard to set a spread. It's hard hard, hard to set over-unders and all that stuff, but we think that we've seen 34.5 points. Yeah, I've kind of seen 34.5. I saw this like earlier this week and like 55 points or 56 was the Points total, I don't remember where or what that came from, but every other thing that I've seen of like, they're favored by five touchdowns. And it's like, okay, I guess we'll go with it. Uh, yeah, so I think that sounds like a reasonable mark to put it on. Joe McGuire's first game. Dustin, 34 and a half points. Are you going with Texas Tech to cover or Murray State to cover? Hammer the Texas Tech side. Give me that cover. Give me that over all the stuff. Yeah, I'm going to ride with you on that one. I hope to see us put up a, our first 50 burger uh, with Zach Kittley's offense. For hope sure. Defense goes out there and shuts out Murray State and you walk away with a uh, We need to get like, a promotional deal if we put up 50 hamburgers or a dollar or something. Right, <laughs> All across town, not even a single place. It's the whole city of Lubbock. Yeah, they should. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be hilarious. Bring in your ticket, you get a dollar hamburger. (laughs) Everybody go to Spanky's right after the game. Oh, Spanky's would be so busy. (laughs) Caprock, Spanky's, get everybody involved. (laughs) That'd be great. So Dustin and I are both taking the over. In case we see something closer to the game that's maybe an adjusted line or something like that, um, we'll maybe recalculate our decisions. I think for the most part, we're probably going to go over no matter what. That's our optimism in this season and excited for week one. But pay attention to our Twitter account. That's where we tweet out our shot bets. That's where you can make your vote. Uh, Vote on it. Let us know what side you voted on. And, you know, most importantly, let us know when you pay that shot bet dead off. Hopefully we don't have to owe any shots after this game, after Tech uh, kicks Murray State's ass to start off the season. But football season is here. Uh, we're super excited for that. Uh, as the NFL starts, we'll we'll maybe add in a little bit of NFL tidbits from time to time, uh, maybe on a separate YouTube video or something like that. Um, but right now, Texas Tech versus Murray State is our focus. We'll recap our tailgates next week. We'll recap the game, uh, and then we'll preview the Houston game. So, um, Dustin, before we get out of here, do you have a final shot for us this week? I do have a little final shot. I'm going to switch it up to basketball for a second. All right. And wish a happy birthday to the legendary Marsha Sharp, former Texas Tech women's legendary head coach, yes. first coach, and only major sports team coach to win us a, a national championship. Yeah. No hate on Wes Kitley and the track team. They got one a few years ago, but, you know, her and Cheryl Swoops and mm-hmm. our actual our athletic director at SPC Roger Redding, he was an assistant coach on that staff. Brought Cheryl Swoops over from SPC, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So happy birthday to her! It's Tuesday. If you missed it, hop on Twitter. Wish her happy birthday. Yeah, now we can relate to. And she her. got a highway. Yeah, she has a highway. I drove <laughs> on that today when I got back to Lubbock. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, we can now relate with her as national champion fan base. So we, we don't know <laughs> right? Yes, we joined Marcia Sharp in that. <laughs> we know what it's like to win one. Uh, my shout out is going to be to the Texas Tech Raiders who made the initial fifty-three man rosters in the NFL. Uh, so we got Antoine Wesley with the Cardinals. We got Broderick Washington with the Baltimore Ravens. Terrence Steele, Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Patrick Mahomes. Shocker. Uh, Ooh, congrats. Got Sam Aguavin and Eric Ezukama uh, making it on the Dolphins roster. Yeah, oh, Cody Aguavin was that other one. Okay. Do what? I couldn't tell in the picture yeah. who that was. I was like, I should know this defensive player. That's right. it. He's been there for a while. I know. <laughs> years now. Um, but he's still making that roster. Cody Davis still in the league on the Holy crap. Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in the league <laughs> wow. for a while. Still making some rosters. He's on the Patriots this season. Zach McPherson, uh, of course, uh, making it on the Eagles roster. Kerry Hyder Jr., uh, making it with the 49ers. And then Jordan Brooks on the Seattle Seahawks. There was uh, several players who were unfortunately cut, but you know some of them have already found new homes. Jack Anderson was one who was cut from the Eagles. Yep. Or the, I think the Eagles, but the Giants on the Giants. Um, we'll kind of keep update with some of those other players. A lot of the other dudes still got – they technically had to get cut and released, but a lot of them got picked up on the practice squad. I know, like, yeah. Davis Webb, he had a great preseason. Like, his last game was pretty amazing. Like, yeah. 
I get I get it's preseason and he was like 13 of 15 with like a good set of no, yards and a touchdown. Like he's gonna be their practice squad quarterback. I mean shit by the end of the year if Daniel Jones sucks, like <laughs> he could he could end up starting a game here or there. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, like, I mean they got picked Tyrod, up. They're not like all out of it. So yeah, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is the backup. So who knows? Oh, wow. the, you know, he could get you know stabbed by a doctor and miss the season. Yeah, and, and, and hear injuries. <laughs> He's never been one to make it through a season. Never, never <laughs> been. Um. So, uh, shout out to the guys who made it. Shout out to the guys who are still out here grinding to get on practice squads and everything like that. Like that's yep. still. Uh, still pays, still gets you a spot and gets you an opportunity to compete. And we all know the NFL season is long and there's a lot of injuries. So, um, you know, they'll get another shot at it. But wanted to shout those guys out right quick. Dustin, you got anything for us this week? No, have fun this weekend. Football's back. This will be our first weekend with college football. And then next weekend, it really turns up with college and NFL all the way back. Mm -hmm. So, Enjoy this weekend of all the college football. Yeah, I'll be fully immersed in football over the next few days. Got some fantasy drafts tomorrow night. Fantasy draft on Sunday. Yep, yep. Got college football back and then more fantasy drafts and then NFL and colleges here. Uh, And so just real excited about that. Excited to be at the Jones this weekend with Texas Tech football in the air. It's exciting times. Uh, Can't wait to do that, but... Can't wait to start off our little tailgate crasher initiative this season as well. Uh, We really want you guys to be involved. We can't make it happen without you guys. After all, this is about you. This is about the Texas Tech fan. Uh, We just want to get to know y'all, give a chance to shine a little light on you, ask you some questions, ask you about your tailgates, ask you some things, uh, and give you a chance to kind of strut your stuff. Show us what you're cooking up. Show us how good you are at cornhole, all those good things. So to get involved with that, uh, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com or reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Find us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. Reach out to us, let us know. Uh, we'll get back with you, figure out you know what game we're going to come out to you, where you tailgate and all that stuff. But there's many opportunities. We're not just doing it at Murray State. So if you're missing out on it week one but want to get involved, Um, make sure you're reaching out to us there. Uh, We want to come and visit your tailgate. Uh, Also, make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify. Follow us, rate us, give us those five stars, and review us if you listen to us on Apple. Um, Make sure you are following those social media accounts. We are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, where we'll try to post some clips as we, you know, get through the football season. We'll post, um, you know, recaps of the game, uh, looking forward to games, all that kind of stuff will be coming to the YouTube channel. Uh, So make sure you're following us there. Uh, And that will do it for us this week at Tailgate Talks. That'll wrap up 100 weeks of tailgates. We've been enjoying every single one of them. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.